everybody. Welcome to 24 Shades of Blue. My name is Axel Villamil. We're here with two amazing special guests, Stacy Clark, unit commander of TPS's Community Partnerships and Engagement Unit, and Audrey Campbell, former president of the Jamaican Canadian Association, and was Stacy's co-chair of TPS's Police and Community Engagement Review Committee, also known as PACER. How are you two doing today? Fantastic. Great. Amazing. Well, this is, I'm going to have a fun time. This is going to be great. I you know, uh, Pacer, um, you know, tell me more about Pacer. I I got told, you know, from my end when we were speaking to the team at TPS that know your rights was a big thing that you two were both working on. And I want to talk about that. Can you explain more about what know your rights is and how is it important? Do you want to go ahead, Audrey? I can start off by maybe just telling you a little bit about the Pacer committee. And so that you can kind of get a little bit of the background. So in 2013, um, we implemented 31 recommendations of the, uh, of the police and community engagement review. So the report included 31 recommendations and our PACER committee, which is made up of both our Toronto police uh, service members, as well as members of our communities. We formed this awesome advisory group that was integral in really taking a look and reviewing all of the um, implementations of these 31 recommendations. Um, we took a look at, for the, for the first time, uh, our engagements, with members of our communities. And so what happened was hours of contributions, hours of um, just simply dedication by our members and our communities brought forth um, this this ability to leverage um, our relationships for one main goal. And what I can tell you is that our PACER goals um, included establishing the purpose and governance framework for all community engagements which you know, I don't have to tell you is incredibly significant, not just then, but truly right now today. Um, taking a look at, at addressing um, racial profiling, which was ob- is obviously a, a big concern as well, and how, to, how do we enable and we deliver bias-free policing. So we looked at a, a lot of those pieces um, and we were responsible for the implementation of those 31 recommendations. And Arja can continue, yeah. Well, you know, Stacy, um, you, you you talked about our our, our contribution in, in hours. Let me <laughs> let me talk about it in years, because we the consultations started in 2012, which I participated in. I was president of the Jamaican Canadian Association at the time. Then 2013, the Pacer Committee was formed. Actually. Um, it was recommendation number four of the PACER committee of the PACER uh, recommendations that called for the formation of this committee, and we were in place until 2017. Wow! So it was a huge commitment um, on all of our parts, and the and the committee um, was up to 20 to 30 people deep. Wow! And we met monthly. Yes, so it was. It was nine years in the making. I, <laughs> Years in the making, honestly, mm-hmm. and, and the, it was the great part is we forged some wonderful relationships with the police officers at the table. Um, know your rights. Know your rights uh, was recommendation number 27 because it talked to forming a multifaceted um, uh, uh, communication piece, right? And this was because of carding, uh, people not understanding their rights, and the whole mishmash. So that's that's the impetus of it. And when we when we when we disbanded in 2017, because literally 
it was even six months over when we should have ended. Mm -hmm. We're supposed to end 2016, but there were a few unfinished pieces, a community survey that we wanted to get in before we ended. So the biggest regret we ever had was that the know your rights piece was not done. So thankfully, the uh, Toronto Police Services Board, uh, Chair Hart and the team um, uh, put out the 81 recommendations, which included the unfinished pieces of PACER. So uh, the Know Your Rights piece. Yeah. And, I, I and I've got to tell you. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. We were, listen, it was always something that, that nagged on us. And I have to tell you, I was part of a group that was protesting. <laughs> in front of police headquarters on Emancipation Day. It was one of the stops, and we talked about we need mm-hmm. to finish the Know Your Rights piece mm-hmm. because folks not knowing their rights is a direct pipeline to the justice system. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. It puts the officers in an unfair position, and it puts our community in an unfair position. Definitely. Right? So we were committed on both ends to, to complete this, and it was it's all efforts a community uh, initiative. So when we came back together, thank you, Chief Raymer, thank you, mm-hmm. Chair Hart. That's the first thing that we looked at. But we were under very tight timelines. September, uh, we came together in September, and we had to have something in place by uh, the January board meeting, which we did. The yeah. Know Your Rights piece, and and mm-hmm. I've got to tell you, our, our initial campaign back in, in 2013 was way it was in place before, or the initiative was in place before, Regulation 5816, which talks, mm-hmm. which is the provincial regulation around community uh, and police inter, uh, interaction. And to be honest, and Stace, <laughs> our committee is taking credit for this. The province visited our, our PACER meeting when they were talking about how do they look at community interaction, community and police interaction. They came to our table and they took the, 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 the draft we had made up for the police policy. They, that was the impetus for that, for that regulation. Mm-hmm. So fast forward now, we've, we were so grateful we had the opportunity to move this forward and, and put this in place. So I was glad to hear your reaction that uh, oh, yeah. before we started that it taught you a lot. It did. About I was, the rights you had no idea of. I was mm-hmm. prepping for the interview. And, you know, I watched it and, you know, I, I was telling my girlfriend, I was like, I had no idea I could do, you know, a lot of mm-hmm. these things. Right. And I think just, you know, general knowledge of, you know, these types of um, rights we have aren't, aren't really known. Mm-hmm. And um, I think it's important media pieces like this and we see how powerful they are. And it's definitely something that right. was probably nagging on your back where you're like, oh, we got to finish it. We need to finish it. And it's interesting that mm-hmm. you you two both have this in and out perspective where yes you're protesting but you're also there to also you know (laughs) bring it together Mm -hmm. and that's so interesting how does that how does that feel for both of you you know obviously you're protesting because of you know events that happen because of the the systemic racism that exists but also you're vouching for an industry that you too believe in so how does that how do you cross that dynamic between you both as as just individuals um, you know, I'm a firm believer in, um, and, and I, and this is exactly what the beauty of our relationship is. And I know that there are many relationships of police and community dynamics right across the city. Um, I think what is ab- absolutely necessary is that as a police officer is that I am, I have the ability to amplify the voices of community on the inside. 
that only makes us better police officers. That only makes our jobs more easier. And Audrey has the ability to amplify police voices in community. And that's simultaneously what we do because we do have those lived experiences. Um, and sometimes those voices aren't necessarily heard. Um, and I, I've always said, I'm, uh, you know, I'm a police officer. I've got the lived experience in, in those lens. Mm -hmm. I am a black woman. I've got the lived experiences of being a black individual, but also of being a female right? And a member of our Black communities. And so I really do wear those lenses at, at all times. And I think that that's what the beauty of our relationship is, is that we are able to amplify the voices of all of those different entities. Absolutely. I look at you two as like, <laughs> superheroes, you know, you know, and because you have the ability to, you know, work from within, but listen to, you know, the people that don't have a voice and, and speak for people that don't have a voice and communicate for them. And, and I think that's huge. And I mean, um, going back to you, Stacey, you know, one of the, the things, uh, I mean, we heard a lot about you from Rob Johnson, shout out to Rob Johnson, um, <laughs> because it feels like this is like a trailer from like a Netflix episode <laughs> where you're like, oh, let's who, who's this character? And now we've introduced her. And, um, you know, one of the big things that is that you're the very first black woman to achieve the rank of superintendent at TPS. And I'm just going to take a second there to like give my snaps to that. To, oh, that, that's yes. an amazing thing. You so, snap. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> you should. You should. We should all be snapping. Um, everybody listening, I hope you're snapping in your car safely. But uh, <laughs> what, so what does that title mean to you? And what do you want it to mean to others? Wow. You know, um, truthfully, I have just been reflecting uh, on, on the moment, but also with for those who um, have really, truly paved the way for me. You know, representation really, truly matters. Um, and, you know, my story is that I, I didn't see myself within the Toronto Police Service before I joined. And so it actually was something that I, it was not a career of choice because I didn't see myself represented. And when I joined the organization, um, you know, there were, the, the organization made a, a valiant effort to truthfully um, recruit from our diverse communities. Um, and, and that has been an ongoing initiative within the organization. But as you move through the organization and, and you are watching different promotional opportunities, I again was not seeing myself in that position. I was not um, seeing myself represented, right, in, yeah. in those positions. And so I know that many before me have been paving this way. Um, you know, retired Inspector Sonia Thomas, um, was our service's first black female inspector. And so when I saw her uh, reach that accolade, I was like, whoa, okay then, it is possible for me to achieve it. And that gave me enormous strength, enormous um, perseverance even, to sort of move through the challenges and move through the conditions in order to achieve it. Um, and so I'm entire, I'm humbled. Um, my, my job right now, and I feel the weight most definitely. And I feel the responsibility to lift as I, as I am climbing. There is a true um, ownership of that position that I continue to pave the way for others and so that they can see themselves within our organization and at, at ranks within our organization as well, which is equally as important. Yeah. And I think that takes a very type of special type of character and confident person mm -hmm. to do that because it's not easy. You know, um, mm -hmm. I, I've, I've felt that in situations before, but in yours is it's the hugest weight. And I think you can't, you can't do that without a team too. And, you know, co-chair Audrey here, you know, <laughs> let's bring that into a hundred accomplished 
you know, black Canadian women, you're on the list. And, um, you know, you, you had this quote from MLK, everybody can be great because everyone can serve. And I feel like, you know, Audrey, how is your relationship to that? And, you know, also being in this spotlight, how do you feel and how, how do you think that title is represented to a lot of people and what you do? Because you are an outlier in terms of how you're wanting to, you know, protest, but also work with, you know, uh, a system that is not necessarily or has been historically the best to um, people of color. It's interesting. I don't see myself as special or anything that I'm doing as special. Um, the accolades that that people, you know, put upon you are wonderful. But what's really important to me is making a difference. Anybody can make a difference, right? I, I always talk about um, my, my cute little mother who's in her 80s decided one day at, when she was in her 70s to go and volunteer at the primary school because she wanted to be able to help the kids learn how to read. Through that one action, she has changed the trajectory of the lives of hundreds of children. So for me, those are examples that I see that anybody can serve. But the thing is, you've got to be able to serve with integrity and authenticity. This is why, you know, with, with the commitment that I've made to the Toronto Police Service to work with them, and people, people don't necessarily listen to what you say, they, they, they watch what you do. Mm-hmm. Because of the actions of the, of the officers that I've, I've, I've been able to work with, I've been able to trust that their words lead to action. And for anybody who's getting into anything, this is my this is my example that I've I've learned to follow around true engagement, right? Working with Stacy for all those years, she was always true to her word. The team, right now, uh, Pacer is a committee of fourteen, right? Um, six of those are officers that I have worked with before. One is new, but because I have trusted their word and their actions over the years. This is why I'm back. This is why the other members of the Pacer team are back because we trusted the word of the people that were there. And we believe in, in making it better for everyone moving forward. Not just, not just um, the service people, but also the civilians. Yes. Because we want that positive interaction. So for, for, you know, any titles that people give you, it's wonderful to be recognized. Um, half the time I forget, to be honest with you, somebody will say to me, oh, you're on that list. And I'm like, what list? <laughs> Until they remind me, because I, if, you, if, you, if you come to me and say, hey, I can't <laughs> believe how you guys got that know your rights thing done, that subcommittee that put their lives on the line for, you know, meeting every week for hours to get this done, that I'll remember. Because the impact is great. Mm-hmm. And that to me is an example of, of, of community, community engagement and working together for the betterment of everyone. Wow. <laughs> I, I want to say, and I'm no BS, and this is not just because we're on a podcast or whatever. I truly look up to you too, just from learning of what you've said right now, not just from what you've done but from the character you both, you know, present yourselves and act with, because it's, you're right, it's integrity. And I think there's a hard thing about being in the roles that you two are is because, you know, everything that happened over the summer, the protests, all that, you know, I'm sure, you know, within not just your industry, but 
your own community, a lot of people are probably wondering, you know, <laughs> I get it too. Like, why are you on a podcast, you know, with what's going on and stuff just because of, you're right, we want to make a difference, you know, in what we do. And, and, and I want to talk about that. So, so how do you react to those people that might think, you know, you're, you're doing something wrong in that sense, or you feel like it's like the enemy or whatever, quote unquote, you know, what's your response? So, you know, after um, George Floyd, um, it, it took an enormous toll on, on me personally, as well as professionally. And at the time, uh, I was the second in command of 14 Division, of course, with uh, Superintendent Rob Johnson. And I have to give him a shout out, too, because um, leadership at its finest, without a shadow of a doubt. Absolutely. Um, and, and, you know, we decided that we were going to um, be a part of the, of the, of the protest and march um, march alongside. And we, we marched to, from Christie Pitts to headquarters. And um, we, we had that very, very engagement that you just spoke about, you know, and it's not the first time that I've had those types of engagements, but of course now it was, it was incredibly um, emotional and there was a lot of frustration and a lot of anger. Um, but I know that these are times and these are moments where you have to separate yourself. Um, and so no one, for me, I didn't personalize, you know, the, the, the engagement. I knew that it wasn't at Stacy. It was at Stacy's uniform and what Stacy's uniform represented. And it represented pain and it represented anger mm -hmm. and it represented frustration and it re represented in some ways very much inequality. And so when you can, if you, when you can understand that, then you can find, and you can always find that place of middle ground, but it also took me um, allowing, um, you know, the, the demonstrators to see my vulnerability, mm -hmm. you know, and there were things that I said, I said, I am a black woman. I have black children. So understand that this is impacting me, but understand that I'm a police officer and I know that the men and women of the Toronto police service are not behaving in this manner. And so just being able to have that dialogue in a space where it was so volatile, but yet we reached a ground where we could dialogue. We absolutely reached, and it was impactful. It was impactful. Um, you know, I told them that I need, they, 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 there was conversations, and I know there's a video that goes, that's going around, but, you know, they said, why are you there? You shouldn't be there. I said, this is exactly where you would want me. You absolutely want me here. Exactly. <laughs> right? You want me here because... I have the understanding. I have the ability to amplify the voices that are going to move towards changing um, some of the policies and some of the procedures. You want this voice here. And so that is what, that is what I know, um, you know, retired uh, Sergeant Terry James and I were having that conversation as a, as a young officer. Being a part of the solution meant being involved with the police service and the community intact. It didn't mean choosing one side. That's not what it meant. It meant bringing the best because at the end of the day, and I've said this many times, at the heart of every police officer is the love of community. Every police officer is at their heart, bottom of their heart is the love of community. So it's, it's just a matter of trying to find that ground. And you know, the Pacer Committee is the best of those worlds, the best of those worlds because it brings together truth and it's earned trust by the way 
it's not trust that we just got just because we came together. Yep. It's earned trust. And when you've earned trust, you, I mean, it's everything is open. You can gain anything after that. Absolutely. Audrey. I, I, I think that, I think the correct statement, I see I'm always correcting Stacy. The correct statement is, the correct statement is trust was forged. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was forged. Because you and I both know there were mm-hmm. meetings where, <laughs> thank God, there was no recording, and we made sure it wasn't in the minutes. But there was some, there was some. Mm-hmm. It, 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 that that trust was mm-hmm. forged. Yeah. Right. Because everybody came in defensive until we found common ground. That's right. And for me, balancing because I, I, you know, I come from that background of community and advocacy. And one of the things I, I learned from um, the late, great Dudley Laws, all right? He was a good friend of my dad, so I grew up at his knee, as I always used to say. But one of the things I learned from his example was he protested for change. And when he saw change, he embraced it. So for me, I believe in protesting, peaceful protesting, because it does amplify the issue. But I tell a lot of the, the, the young people, Somebody has to do the work. Mm-hmm. When you march, somebody has to be at the table to do the work. Mm-hmm. You, as Stacy said, you need somebody at the table that understands your point of view. Whatever change that you were marching for, you need somebody at the table to make sure that is exactly what you get. Mm-hmm. Without the loopholes, without the watering it down, without the, without the, without the. So there is a balance. There's no handbook on protesting. There's no right or wrong. You want everybody in the game because everybody has something to contribute. Absolutely. If we're ever going to get change across the board, everybody has to play their part. There's some folks that are great at protesting, right? I love a good protest. I love a good march. It's camaraderie. It's, it gets the juices flowing. But I also recognize that there's a responsibility that, that, energy, that sweat, you know, wearing out your sneakers, it has to mean something. So what that means for me is we marched, right? We amplified that we need to know your rights. We were heard. So we got action. Then we got in there and our subcommittee, and I'm going to shout them out. Please our do. subcommittee, because there's there's eight, eight on that. Um, sorry, there's six people on the subcommittee, eight people on the civilian side. And, you know, Yvette Blackburn, who's an educator, and she's the rabble rouser on our committee. She's what we call the ginger. She Let's brings go, it. Let's go, Yvette. Yvette's in the streets. And Yvette, Yvette, you know, we have the saying, Yvette takes no check from anybody. Mm-hmm. She's an important voice at the table because she challenges, right? Mm-hmm. We've got the two co-chairs who are um, Nia Singh, the advocacy lawyer, mm-hmm. Right. Imagine, you know, the conundrum for him defending his clients against uh, police um, bad behavior, but yet he shows up at police headquarters for our monthly meetings. Mm-hmm. That's a balancing act. <laughs> My life is easy compared to him. He's a co-chair with, with newly promoted Inspector Kelly Skinner. She's new to the game. She's new to us and she's new to community and she's a great fit Wow! because she's working so efficiently on, on that Know Your Rights team. So the two of them combined, and then the other members of the team, like I mentioned, Yvette, we've got Stephen McCammon, who's the legal counsel for 
the um, Information and Privacy Commissioner. And he was on the original PACER team. Actually, the majority of the people here were from the original PACER committee mm -hmm. from, from 2013. We've got um, Jennifer Harmon Council. She brings that, that mental health lens to the discussion, which is all important because she reminds us uh, she even, you know, said the, the first video was great. But guys, when we go back to do the snippets, you have to use plain language. Absolutely. Yep. You have to make sure. So those that voice is important, right? Mm -hmm. We have also got Stephen Linton. Stephen, in the first iteration of PACER, represented the city of Toronto. Second iteration, he's just a volunteer. He signed back on to the Know Your Rights piece because this has been his mission to have TPS um, have that 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 campaign that is so necessary. So, you know, and and have I missed anybody? I think I've gotten everybody because that's the worst thing if you forget somebody. <laughs> that's why I have Stacey, she backs me up. <laughs> Double check. But, um, you know, and, and, yes. and Megan, we can't forget, you know, the support that we get from TPS. Yeah. On the Know Your Rights Committee, we've got Marissa Holtman. And on the Know Your Rights, sorry, on, on the main PACER Committee, we've got Sabrina Tagrini. All those people are, are integral to what we do. Yeah. And Megan, shout out Megan Gray. Shout Megan, Megan Gray. was there from the beginning. And Megan, Megan just ramped it up when we were ready to go. Mm -hmm. And she got everything out. She is wonderful. I want to touch on Absolutely one thing wonderful. on Megan there. <laughs> and for everybody that knows, and for all our naysayers that do listen to this podcast, <laughs> nothing is looked at in terms of how I establish these questions. She gives me mm -hmm. the full trust to ask what I want. Right. And they look to us because right. all TPS has asked me is we want a conversation. I'm like, can I bring up things like the protest? <laughs> can I bring up Absolutely. things like more of the other things that happen? And they're like, we don't care. We want you yeah. to talk about it. And this is why Absolutely. what exactly you two are saying is that, yes, we can protest, but we need to get to the table and use the table to our advantage because if we don't do Absolutely. that, then it's just a back and forth of nothing. Absolutely. It's so true. It is so true. And Megan, well, Megan's worked with us long enough that she understands. And, mm -hmm. you know, one of the other things I, I should mention, because I, I keep going back and forth between the, the PACER committee and the subcommittee for Know Your Rights. Mm -hmm. We also thought it was important to have a, a, a young voice on our committee. So Dave Doyen, who joined us in 2014, shortly after the main PACER committee was constituted, he's back mm -hmm. as that youth voice, right? We wore him down, Stacy. We wore him down. <laughs> we did. You know, youth are impatient. You know how many did. times he called me and said, I'm going to quit. You old people are taking too long. I have no patience. And we, gr we grind we him down. We grind him down. So he's... He, he is a believer, and it's great to have that young vision, that young voice mm -hmm. uh, there. And we also have uh, John O'Dell, who was the chair of the Black, the Chiefs Black Consultative Committee. Right. So he's now joined our, our PACER. He's a newbie to PACER. Mm -hmm. um, PACER sounds like Avengers and Justice League all in one. Oh, in my gosh, opinion. yes. Yes. Careful, careful. I'm from the Marvel <laughs> Universe, so I, I recognize Avengers, all references. I got you. No, yep. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm well, from the Marvel industry. Yeah, you know, be careful. I can't get play the comics getting in there. Uh, amazing. So, I mean, 
you know, as we're finishing up, I would love to to leave it to you to to say any last words, you know, or any final thoughts on you know can't what people can do or where they can find information about Pacer or you know how they can help out in any way. Um, I'm leaving it on the floor to you both. Well, I'll actually let Arju talk about where people can find information. But for for me, um, you know, every opportunity uh, that we get to form these types of relationships are crucial, especially moving forward. Um, I think it's a testament when you take a look at this committee and you take a look at the work that it has done, just the commitment and the dedication from our organization, but also from our communities, um, you have to put your foot forward in order to really see what we can do together. Um, and, and this is not on, on for any one person to get done. I have often said at times, you know, my why statement is the fact that I know I just have to keep the ball going, you know, and somebody else will pick up the ball and keep it yeah. going. But, but this is not work that gets done in one day. This is not work that gets done in a year. This is just that continuous effort. So for those of us who are in our, in our roles, whatever roles we're in, whether it's policing and the justice system, whether it's healthcare, whether it's our educational systems, everyone has to start picking it up and moving the ball forward so that we can see different changes. How do I follow that? that so, <laughs> um, for me, in closing, I just want to say, uh, just following along with what Stacy says, it does take a village. Mm -hmm. You have to have a village approach. You have to care about everyone, right? You have to want to care about everyone. You, want, you have to want to the best for everyone, right? You have to look at... Um, you have to be able to separate the career from the human being. Mm -hmm. Once you start approaching people as human beings, then the uniform and everything else in their positions is just secondary. So if we can, and my goal is to enlighten enough people to that perspective, that when you go to deal with people, you look for the humanity, mm -hmm. right? If you want to get over, look for the humanity. And once you do that, everything else falls into place. The, inter the interaction is easier. The dialogue is easier. Your job is more enjoyable. I don't care if you're a, a banker or a police officer. It's the same principle. Absolutely. Right? That's what you have to do. Mm -hmm. And if you want to, not if you, to find out more mm -hmm. about Know Your Rights, please go to the Toronto Police website. There is a uh, web page for Know Your Rights. Um, we are tweeting it out. Because not everybody, only old people like me will go to the website and take a look, right? <laughs> and and um, we're tweeting it out. We're asking you that when you see the uh, a tweet or Instagram or Facebook post, retweet, send it out. This is the way to get the information out. It is critical. It is critical to all of us. Our young people need to understand what their rights are. They need to understand that, you know, what the regulation is, they need to understand where the parameters are. They need, they need, they need. Circulate it through the schools, circulate it with your friends, have discussions, and stay tuned. This is just the first. Mm -hmm. And we threw everything into the first. The kitchen sink, you know, <laughs> the whole enchilada. <laughs> Going forward, it'll be more targeted snippets. So one of the things that we, we, we want to make sure of, for example, is the, the Trespass Act. Mm -hmm. People need to understand when it comes to private property, 
Toronto Community Housing, right? Mm -hmm. Those rights are not the same. Mm -hmm. So you have to understand when you're on private property, mm -hmm. the police have the right because they were given that power by the owners. Mm -hmm. So if you're in a mall, if you're on TCAC property, if, 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 if there are hundreds of these agreements, we only highlighted a few of them, but there are hundreds. Mm -hmm. So you need to understand, right? You don't want to start with these rights and then all of a sudden you realize they don't apply and you're exactly. and yeah. now you've uh, you caught a case, <laughs> exactly. right? Unnecessarily. So circulate it. We'll be pushing it out via social media. That's where everybody lives these days. And feel free. I, I'm, I've got to double check this though, Stace. Is mm -hmm. there an opportunity for them to send comments and feedback? I think there is. I think Megan has created that page yeah. and moving forward, yeah. there'll be an, an ability yeah. for people to be able to communicate yeah. with us as well. We'll update the description we, and put that in oh, whatever yeah. we need to. Please, please. Because, yes. you know, it's, Absolutely. It's, yeah, yeah, it's important that we get feedback. Mm -hmm. And as, as you said, feedback is important, right? Yes. If, you're, if you're not getting feedback, I saw this on one of the, the podcasts you said, yes. if you're not getting feedback, then something's wrong. Exactly. Right. Something right. is wrong. And something and, is definitely yeah. wrong. So we want the feedback. We don't, you know, we're not that sensitive. Yeah. Good or bad or indifferent. <laughs> we're, we're not. We're really not. That's, we're not sensitive. That's how you grow. That is how you grow. Exactly. That is how you grow. That's how you grow. Please, everybody, please share. Uh, please learn more about Pacer. Know your rights. Um, to the two amazing women, Stacey, Audrey, thank you for your time. Thank you for what you do. I absolutely look up to you. And this is 24 Shades of Blue. Out. <laughs>